Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry, where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift. Welcome to The Business Animal. I'm Kim Beer with Be More Business. And I'm Kara Taylor Swift with Fast Horse Photography. And today we're going to talk with you about repurposing content. Now, this is one of my favorite subjects because I love creating content and I also love repurposing it, especially for my clients, because I think it saves their sanity many, many times. And I also think it is truly beneficial being able to make your social media marketing and your content marketing strategy viable and run a business at the same time. Kara, do you want to run over our big three for this episode? I sure do. But I want to first say that I like this topic because the opposite of Kim, I don't like creating tons of content. I like creating just like a couple really stellar pieces and then making them work for me all over the place because we're busy as animal-based business owners. And I know you guys are out there riding your tractors right now. Shout out to you guys. We see you, we hear you, and you've got things you need to do besides sitting in front of your computer creating content or creating videos. You've got better things to do. So if we can slim this down for you, make it a little bit easier and give you ways to repurpose that content, then gosh darn it, we're going to do it. So today's big three, we're going to talk about how it takes a lot of impressions to make a single impression. Number two, repurposing content can save you time while keeping your marketing safely focused. And the third big three, repurposing content is important for your new followers and your new customers. You're not just speaking to that old audience, guys. Absolutely. And you know, anything that gets me to spend more time on my tractor, I'm all for. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a love affair going with my tractor. So anyway, uh, yeah, let's talk about that impressions to make an impression because that's a big deal. We did a little bit of research and tried to dig around in finding what the current statistic is. Now, old school statistic is seven impressions, right? Yeah, but the truth is nobody knows, right, Kim? Yeah. <laughs> No, what, what we kind of discovered in, in our research was that I think it's gotten so far out of hand with how many impressions it takes to impress somebody that nobody really knows anymore. And it's kind of like, how many licks does it take to get to the middle of a Tootsie Pop? We all give up that before we get proved. there. That one's been proved. That one's been proved. It's lick, lick, crunch. We all know that. That's right. So for the impression piece of things, I think that rule of sevens is something that you've got to throw out now. Because because what I did find when we were doing research is that um, the statistics on how many ads that we see in a day is astronomical. Back in the 70s, if you were um, old enough, if you're old enough to have been alive during the 70s and, and paying attention to advertising, there were, you know, I mean, we got bombarded with 500 to 1600 ads per day. And I mean, if you think about it, that seems like a lot. But that was 1970s. It is 2021. And hold on to your tractor steering wheel, my friends. <laughs> it is 6,000 to 10,000 ads a day that we see. That's a lot of advertising. That actually scares me because that what that means is that we're so used to seeing them. We don't even know we're seeing them anymore. Yep. Or that the content is so strategic 
that you don't even know you're seeing an ad. And that's scary. That's kind of scary. It is scary. It's scary on all of the above. What's scary is that there's that many people out in the world generating content and advertising space that comes up in front of us. But yeah. you're right. It's because advertising has gotten so integrated into what we interact with, like on social media, that sponsored ad indicator on Facebook, it's really light gray. And if you're not paying attention, you don't know the difference between that and something that you have signed up to want to see and where do you draw the line between what's <laughs> advertising and what's not yeah all right animal business owners let's teach you how to make more <laughs> yeah yeah let's let's do let's make more money that six-figure business ad but yeah there's there's just so much advertising coming through and that means one other thing that i think is the super important part of this conversation is as consumers we have learned to tune a lot of that out because we don't engage with it. It's it would be just too much for us to think about to engage with all 6,000 to 10,000 ads that we see in a day. So we've gotten really really good at tuning out marketing and advertising. And one impression, my friends, is not enough. I always tell people in my classes, you know, it 30 to 40 impressions is probably the minimum for a piece of content before people start to really recognize that it's even a repetition. And that's where this repurposing comes in because you don't need to be reinventing the wheel because a lot of people are skipping over what they've seen you put out there and it's going to take a few more times before they they really attach to it and register that it's there. So next, let's talk about how do you actually repurpose content? I mean, because our number two is repurposing content can save you time and it can keep your marketing focused. What does that mean in some real terms? And I think that the very first thing you got to start off with is knowing your goal, right, Kara? Yeah, you have to kind of know what your focus is going to be. So when you're thinking about the content you've already created or the content that you want to create, what is going to be your goal with this? Because if you're going to be repurposing a piece of content and putting it out there over and over and over again and trying to make that 10 to 30 impressions that you're wanting to make, you want to make sure that it's targeted where you need it to be targeted and not just more noise that you're putting out into the world. Absolutely. So what you're saying is that we need to be mindful about which content that we want to repurpose and that it it has an ultimate goal. And I think that's a shift that we've all had to make with social media marketing is that gone are the days of just being able to put the cute cat commercial on and get get followers with it. You have to be you have to be mindful about it. And you have to be purposeful and and you have to have an intention with where you're going. So let's even back up a little bit further and I wanna talk about what do we actually mean by repurposed content? Things like a blog post that you have written or a white paper that you wrote. And, and for those of you who are going, what on earth is a white paper? Because I think we throw that term around and people are like, okay, white paper, good. And then they sit down to do it and are like, um, what's a white paper again? <laughs> So, so that's a corporate term for any kind of informational article that you're going to reuse. So um, podcasts are content, the videos that you make are content, ads that you make are content, visuals, photography, I mean, all of that is content. And you can shuffle it around and reorganize it and take the same thing that you've used in the past 
and maybe give it a little bit of a freshen up and use it again. That's what we're talking about in repurposing. And my system is pretty simple. It's I want to mindfully create a really high value piece of content to start off with. So I don't write just a really quick 200 word blog post. I write a 1500 or 2000 word blog post that has a tremendous amount of value in it. It's got a lot of quotable content. It has probably some really good uh, setups for my customers for small victories. I mean, it's really a good high value piece of content, whether that's written on a podcast or whether it's on a video, I want it to be high value. And then from that main piece of high value content, I can go back in and I can pull out baby pieces of content. So I'm, I'm repurposing what I've already done and then I'm gonna go back in and I'm gonna grab little snippets of it that will lead the person back to the bigger piece of content, hopefully. Then I'm gonna modify each piece of baby content for the network that it's to be published on. I think this is one of the bigger mistakes that people make in social media marketing is they put the exact same thing on Facebook that they put on Instagram, that they put on LinkedIn, that they put on Twitter. That's not the way that you wanna do social media. Each of those networks has a specific purpose and a specific specific audience. And it doesn't take a lot of modification, but it should have some modification. Instagram is very dependent on hashtags. Facebook, not so much. I mean, they're usable and yes, you can leave them on the post, but it feels more comfortable to a Facebook user if there's a minimum number of hashtags. Whereas Instagram, we like to see a lot of hashtags on the post. So that's just one way of saying it. LinkedIn has a little bit more structured language than Facebook does. So just modify it for each network that it's published on. And when you're done, that mother piece of content can have 10 to 30 babies. So right there, you have majorly multiplied your high value piece of content. Now what happens is as that content ages, then it falls away, it falls off of the newsfeed, it falls off your timeline, it falls back into the back parts of your blog, it falls into the archive episodes of your podcast. You can go back and reclaim that and bring it forward again and shuffle all of those baby pieces of content around and repurpose them again. So that one piece of valuable content is something that you can use over and over and over. And you know what? No one is gonna notice that you're using it over again. And if they do, that means they're finally connecting with it. Yeah, that's kind of the goal ultimately is that they are starting to notice it and get the message over and over and over again. I would add that you're you're always looking to reach that new audience too. So you've got people that maybe they go to one platform. You know, they might be totally missing your message if it's not on a certain platform. Or they are going through and they just like the visual. So they're just looking for visual content as opposed to like reading captions. Or maybe they prefer video versus reading. You know, or maybe they like to listen in their car like for podcasting. So having all of the different types of content, just kind of repurposing that content, you're going to ensure, I think, that you're reaching your larger audience in multiple ways. But there's going to be some people that that might be the only way that they're hearing from you. Yeah. And, and that they take it in better from one source than another. And another thing I want to bring up is we're talking to animal-based business owners here. Every single one of you out there listening to this I'll bet you've trained an animal. And what's the best way to train an animal? Repetition. 
Repetition is how you get your message across. Repetition is how you create communication between you and another being. And humans are animals at their heart. We learn through repetition. We connect to repetition. Repetition is comfortable. Repetition is trustworthy. These are all the reasons of why it works really well in behavioral training for animals and for humans. And for those of you who are creating a brand message out into the world and are wanting people to connect with that brand message, this is how you train people to understand your message. Your equine-based business has unique needs. It's your job to tell the story of your horse brand. You know what you want to say, but creating or finding powerful storytelling images that grab the attention of your ideal client can be a challenge, especially when you're busy running your business. That's why equine industry business leaders turn to Fast Horse Photography and a library featuring thousands of searchable images available for businesses just like yours. And guess what? 100% of those images are horse-related, now, finding the right horse images for your website, social media, and all your other needs is easier than ever. Find the perfect images for your equine business right now at FastHorsePhotography.com. That's FastHorsePhotography.com. For example, I have my eight sustainable entrepreneurship practices and I repost those repeatedly on social media and will because what I hope is over time, people will start to really connect to those practices and they may not even like completely put all the pieces together as to how all eight of them work together or how they could, you know, come to me for that right away at least. But over time, it's going to start to make sense to them and they'll associate that with my business and with me and hopefully that'll lead them back to my door. Yeah, I read a statistic once that said that only like 2% of your Facebook audience sees what you post. And I was thinking about that in terms of like my business and it certainly changed the way that I use my content. Like I have no fear now of reposting images, for example, that I've posted before because the chances that I'm reaching people that haven't seen it, I think is pretty high. Or you've got the new audience members coming in. So I would just encourage people like, don't be afraid that you, you don't have to have a brand new message every single time you go, like just beef up the one you have or refurbish or refresh the one you have and, you know, just be consistent with it because you're going to be hitting and missing people all the time. Absolutely. And you also don't know how engaged that person is that's on the other end of, of seeing that image in their newsfeed. That's another piece of this that a lot of times I don't think we realize as marketers. It's not just the impression, it's the recognition. It's the connection that people have to make to it. And you maybe see that image in your newsfeed if you're scrolling, if you're the consumer user and you're scrolling, thumbing through your newsfeed on your phone. What do you see that image for as you're thumbing through? Like less than a second as it speeds on by. And you may think, oh, that's a really great image. And the cool thing is, is that it connects your brand in that person's brain. I, I think when we were prepping for this episode, you, you were telling, you said something about, you don't really think about it until you need those pair of shorts or that pair of shoes that you saw. And then you're like, where's that ad? So it works the same way. You know, the person goes, oh, I want to want to get pictures of my horse done. And then they think, you know, I've, on my newsfeed, I've seen this photographer. Who, who was that again? And then they go flipping through and they find you. That's the important thing is that you be there when they go through 
looking for you specifically. But all of those impressions that came before that are what caused that response. And I know a lot of people, and I, I know you're one of these, that worry about over communicating with people. And I think in this day and age, I think it's really hard to over communicate because we as consumers have so much control over what communication we interact with. So do we want to talk a little bit at like, this is the point where everybody can get out their pens and papers and kind of like, do we want to talk about some examples of ways to repurpose now? Yeah, okay. yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about repurposing ideas for repurposing the content. You maybe have to stop driving the tractor if you're going to write. Yeah, or if you're, you know, horseback right now or something, just know you can come back to this <laughs> when you're sitting down. Like we totally get that a lot of our audience, like you guys have reached out to us and told us that, you know, a lot of times you're, you're listening to us while you're working with animals or while you're in the barn or while you're on your tractor. Um, we hear that. So just remember, you can come back to this. You can also go back to our website to the show notes. So these are some of the ideas that we have for you guys. And Kim and I are just going to kind of work through them. I like to start, like you said, with a blog post or something really meaty. And then I like to take those pieces and pull them out. And one of my favorite things to do is to pull out pieces for social media. So if I have a blog post that has like five steps to creating awesome holiday pictures of your horse, I might have those five steps and then pull each one of those steps out and break them down separately. So that's like a, an example of what I like to do, like kind of right off the bat with my content. I think we all have a natural place that we like to create content from. In other words, some of us prefer to write, some of us prefer to speak, some of us prefer to be on video. And I think that the important thing is that first piece of content, the what I call the mother piece of content, that needs to come from that space where you feel the most comfortable creating. And if it's writing, for me, it's writing. I, I like the written word because I can edit it. I can think about it. I can appease my perfectionist while at the same time getting my information out into the world. And then second from that, I would like to speak and do video type of stuff. But the thing is, is you could take that blog post and you can read it on a video or you can read it into an audio. There's a lot of people that do that. That's that's their podcast, right? Is that they, they write a blog post and then read the blog post into the microphone. I always sound like I'm reading though. I like this better where we're getting to dialogue and think of things more off the cuff. So start with that. Start with whatever you feel the most comfortable with. And if your answer to that is I hate them all, choose the least problematic for you. Choose the one that's the easiest. You might be somebody that loves doing Instagram stories, for example, yeah, and ask questions and you're asking questions in your Instagram stories. And then you can take the information that you glean and turn that into a blog post. Absolutely. Or turn it into a larger <laughs> post. I see people do that all the time and it's incredible. I certainly recommend, like Kim's saying, start from what you're most comfortable with. And then the hardest part, I think, is like knowing what's possible from there. And that's where sometimes I struggle. Yeah, knowing what's possible. Some other examples that you can do is if you train on something and you have some kind of instructional content, you can actually sit down and put together an instructor graphic, which is just like an infographic, only it's giving instruction. So you've got this nice PDF piece that you 
you can put on Pinterest or you can post it on your Facebook page that people can click on and actually learn from. So it's another piece of visual content. I love Instructographic. I do too. I think that's so fun, isn't it? <laughs> instructographic. It's so much better than infographic. It's an Instructographic. Well, an infographic is... Information. Yeah, there's like a difference. Infographic. Yeah. Exactly. It's all of those pie charts and bar graphs and all of that. The Instructographic mm -hmm. is step by step. And you know, you've also got in all of this to consider your consumer out there as well, the person that's consuming it on the other end. Over the years, I've done a lot of different things trying to help people be able to, to connect better with their marketing and their small business. And one of the things that I've always done is my Make It Happen Monday, which is um, one thing you can do this week to better build your business. And my people who follow me on that for many years, they wanted me to do instructographics. So it just is very time consuming. But that's where this is cool, right? Each step of the instructographic or the benefit or the outcome can be turned into a separate piece of content. That's why you're aiming for the high value content. But your consumer may really like that because they can print it off, they can hang it on their wall. And guess what? Then you're getting to be an impression every single day in a mindful way. And your name is up there. So when they wanna call you for whatever they just learned, it's right there in front of them. Every small business owner wants to gain traction in their marketing. After three decades of working with small business owners just like you, I have developed what I call my 4x4 marketing method. In just one 90-minute session, you'll discover the four major focus areas of a successful marketing plan, and together we'll uncover where your business is getting stuck. You'll leave the session with an action plan of next steps that engage your revenue engine. Drop by bemorebusiness.com to request your session today. That's B-E-M-O-R-E business.com. See you there. Another great piece too is the checklist. You can create checklists based on your content. We did that with our podcast episode on choosing marketing images for your business. And we actually took the information that we talked about in the podcast, put it into a downloadable printable checklist that folks can go right over to our website, click on it, pull it off and print it and use it when they're selecting marketing images for their animal-based business. When I speak for SCORE, I have what I call the SCORE sheet. It's everything that I've talked about in the presentation and it's got a little checklist on it. Want to try this? Already done it, doing it and happy or this wouldn't be for me. And so people can just look at the list as I go through the presentation and check off. But it's branded. This is the thing I want you guys to get from this. All of this stuff needs to be branded. It needs to have your contact information on it. So when people go download that stuff, you're with them. Those impressions continue inevitably because they have that very valuable piece of content that you've created for them. I would also say pay attention to how people are responding to your content. So if they're leaving, like on social media, if they're leaving comments and suggestions or on your blog post, if they're leaving comments and suggestions or your video, if you have a comment and suggestion section, because you can actually learn a lot from what people are saying and and pull from that on what your next piece of content should be about. So people might say like, I really love this. Do you have anything I can print? 
so that I can check, you know, I, do you have a checklist that I could have, you know, and then, wow, let me go create one for you real quick. There's yep. my next piece of content <laughs> for you that is still, you know, we're still saying the same message, but it's another piece of content that's out there for people. So, you know, learn from what your people are telling you and you can actually create something from that. Absolutely. And you know, another really good tip for that, that's kind of on topic and kind of off topic at the same time, Google whatever the subject is and look at the questions people ask questions people may ask about that topic. Those are the things that Google has determined that people really want to know. And if you Google even your piece of content that you've created, like your blog post or, or whatever, like the subject matter of it, then you can see there what what other people ask or what people ask about this. That gives you an opportunity to make even more pieces of content off of that one inspiration. That's also creating content as well as repurposing it, but I think it's a very useful tip. That's awesome. So I'm gonna give you guys a few more. So get your pen and paper back out. So one of the things you guys can do is you can go on to your Instagram stories, you can ask your questions, you can turn them into social media post answers, or you can do a video Q&A, which is really fun. So you can take those and video Q&A, or you can just reshare the questions with answers somewhere in your stories or on your Instagram reels. So we're all looking for ways to do reels right now, right? Because they're performing super high. So these are some awesome ways for you guys to do that. I would also tell people, go look at your analytics and see what has performed really well for you in the past. Pull that up, take a look at what you have there. Like what's so special about that? And can you repurpose it? So is it does it need to be updated? Does it need to be made appropriate for the time that we're in right now in terms of like the climate that's around us? But how do you reuse that or break it up and update it and then reshare it? I would encourage people to pull together client questions. So if you have common questions that your clients ask you, you know, while you're working your animal-based business, pull those together, turn them into social media posts with answers. You can do videos, you can do a whole blog post answering people's questions. You can create content for your website. So you could do a whole page answering people's questions or filling in where people are asking questions. Yeah. And then take those and share them back to social media. And every once in a while, go back to the ones that you've used in the past. And again, like Kara suggested, the ones that got the most traction. If something went viral for a period of time, even a small way went viral, it can go viral again. We've all seen that. How many horse owners have seen the 52 thoroughbreds? <laughs> We've all been concerned about the 52 thoroughbreds, okay? At one I point think it in was time. 52, yeah. 57, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. There was a yeah, lot was of thoroughbreds. thoroughbreds. That yeah, we're all it was worried about. A lot of thoroughbreds. Yeah. But that's the that's the point, right? <laughs> That is from, I don't know, 10 or 12 years ago. And and it the reason it goes so viral so fast is because it had all of those comments from the past and now it's getting shared up into the present. So that's a bad example. Don't do that. Don't share the 52 thoroughbreds. Please, please, please. Let's let us let that go. Y'all are in trouble but... if we start seeing 52 thoroughbreds going on again, okay? Yeah, people, somebody's going to tag us in that particular post. They're going to find it and tag us. Um, please don't. 
But if for your frequently asked questions, go back and recycle that, reshare it again with a fresh perspective. Or lots of people have been asking me this question and, and here was an answer and I think you'll find the comment section on this useful. And reshare it. This is the cool thing about the internet. It's information that keeps on giving over time. And what's cool is that, what does that take? 10 seconds? It doesn't take you having to rewrite that whole thing over again. I mean, unless you overanalyze like I do, then it might take you yeah, then an it hour, might take but you it's, okay. It's, yeah. okay. it's okay. Well, it's okay. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. As long take as, as long as you need good. to, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take as long as you need to. Um, a couple other things that I like to see is I like to pull from like the podcast or from blog post interviews, quotes, Quotes are awesome content and they get your message started. So you can pull out the quotes, share the quotes, and then add to the message as you need to. Or go and gather if you do interviews with people, either in a blog post, if you've done blog interviews or if you've done podcast interviews, you can actually go and pull those pieces and put together your own expert guide yeah, based on what you've learned from that. those experts. I know, right? We're going we're gonna to do some of yeah. that. Um, I, I hope we can do that one day, right? So we interview from the business animals that we interview. So you can pull like kind of their expert advice and put it all together in content. You can also create spinoffs from your awesome content. So if you've done a blog post that was amazing and you go back and look at it, see what you loved about it and pull from that little pieces that then you can spin off. I create content all the time where I'm looking at it and I'm like, this section could be a blog post all by itself. And so you pull that section out and then that's where you expand on it. Who doesn't love a good spinoff? Right? So sometimes <laughs> you just need to go back and say, what have I already done? And pull inspiration for that. Something I've been working really hard on since our social proof episode is my testimonial content. So I've been using testimonials as great content right now. I'm putting that out there everywhere. Let's see. I feel like you can pretty much turn anything into an Instagram reel as well. So I have been thinking of creative ways to do that. So you can go in, take your content that you've got, maybe you've got a blog post that has like, like I did one recently on how to take great pictures of your horse for the holiday. So I could actually take those points and put that into an Instagram reel during the holiday season. So um, Kim, do you have other ones you want to add? I've got a whole list. I'm <laughs> just keep going. I have one you missed in the list. Where? Yeah, you missed the roundup. I love oh, the, the roundup. Up. Yeah. I mean, how what's better than a good roundup? In this technique, what you do is you go back and you take a look at the blog posts you've written or those FAQs, and then you pull it together in a roundup. Like, here's all the things that I've done about this. Let's go back and learn. And you know who this is great for? And I want to reiterate this. These are those new people that have come into your business. that they, they didn't have the basis of seeing this stuff come around the first time you posted it. So here's their opportunity to interact with it now, which is our third of the big three. It's important for your new followers and your new customers to get to know who you are and bringing things up from, from things you've already posted or restating them in a different way helps those new followers and new customers really connect with you and get in touch with your business and get in touch with the way you do things. So it's important for them to have that. I think we think that everyone, since it's accessible on the internet, that everyone will go back and look at it and they won't. <laughs> well, I think a great example of a roundup might be something like my top five favorite dog grooming tools or the favorite um, products I use while grooming my horse. 
you know, and then you can actually, you're rounding those things up and you're educating the community and you're, you know, really sharing how you do your business. So I, I think those are some fun examples, but you can also do your own content. Yeah. You can round up your own stuff or you can round up other people's stuff. It's just important to round it up. And then you can do things like guest posting. So if you've interviewed somebody and you want to share that post somewhere, I recently shared, I was interviewed by another photographer, Ride the Sky Photography, Betsy, and then I shared the interview that she did to my audience. Right. So anytime you can guest post somewhere or share, if you know, if you've ever been interviewed, those are some great examples. You can work to get your content syndicated. I haven't figured out how to do that yet, but I would love to be able to. So you can work to get your contact syndicated. Gosh, there's just, I feel like it's endless. It is. It is. And, and I think that again, don't worry about, let's talk about those factors that, that people will push back against. Don't worry that you're stating the same thing over and over again, or that you're bringing some something forward that you've already posted. The The goal I think of what we would love for you to walk away from this episode with is the fact that you don't have to work so hard at creating always new stuff. That the stuff that you have is amazing, you've worked hard on it, and reusing it is actually a good thing. It's good for the people that you're working with because it's repetitive and it gets them to connect with it. It's great for the people that are new coming into your audience to get to know you and to get to know your brand. So when you're stressing about, oh my gosh, how am I going to do all this social media marketing and how am I going to get this done? The the answer is go back and look at what you've already created, probably already built at least part of, if not a really nice library of good content that you can pull from and now move forward. And the truth is we do not want to be sitting in front of computers. I mean, we are in our animal-based business because we want to be out in the field, working with animals, providing awesome service for our consumers and for the animals that they work with. And the truth is we do not want to be in front of the computer. So my recommendation is sit down, batch it out, get that anchor piece of content, create all your little baby contents and all your little spinoff contents all at the same time, like dedicate some time to it. It's done. Get it scheduled, get it ready to roll, have a plan for it, and then you can get out of the office. We can get back on the tractor. You can get back lunging your horse or riding or, you know, whatever it is that you do out in the world of the animal industry and just get out from in front of the computer. That's always my goal. How can I get out from in front of the computer faster? Absolutely. How can I get outside and enjoying some fresh air and being with the purpose of why I have a business? So in that vein and in that effort, we would like to get you back out doing what you're doing. So let's run over our big three again and remind you that we are always here on our show notes page on our website at thebusinessanimal.com. We also are on social media. We would love to interact with you guys on social media. We know you're all busy, but leave us a note, comment on some of the things that we're doing out there. We would love to make this a very interactive experience. So our big three for this episode is number one, it takes a lot of impressions to make an impression. Don't worry, you're not going to irritate people by showing them the same thing more than once. Repurposing content can save you time while keeping your marketing very focused and on task. And finally, the big three, number three, repurposing content is important because you have new followers and new customers that need to see that content because that's part of your message. You worked hard to create it the first time. Bring it out and let them interact with it. Kim, should we create a downloadable option that has all the different ways that 
we like to think about that people can download and just kind of have it tacked up? I think we should do one of my score sheets. We'll put all the things that we talked about in the episode and give you the score sheet of, I want to try it. I have tried it and love it. It's not for me kind of situation. Okay. So you guys, it'll be a surprise, whatever we put in there. So yeah, we'll, we'll have some fun with it. That's right. Go check the show <laughs> notes. There'll be something special for you guys over there to, it'll help you on this topic. Good deal. All right. Have an awesome week out there. Get back to driving your tractor now. <laughs> riding the horse or walking the dog. And um, we love that, by the way. I, I cannot tell you how much fun Kara and I have had with the people that respond back to us with what they're up to while they listen. That's one of my favorite parts of the week is when people tell me that. <laughs> yeah, pretty amazing. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Business Animal. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you learned something today, leave us a review. To learn more, find us at thebusinessanimal.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep your business well-trained with The Business Animal.